K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a Yeah, man. We did it. Never thought we would make it. The doubters are wrong. One hundo. Cinco. Not Cinco. But you get it. It's a big deal. Cien. Uno Cien. Maybe. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. 100 episodes. Welcome to Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host. You already know by now. King Kunta 3X. The other half, world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted. I don't know who's Batman. I don't know who's Robin. But be honest. What up, B? What's going on, man? You are definitely Batman. I don't mind being Robin. I'm good with that. Eh. Well, I agree. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we made it, man. 100 episodes in. That is... um. I, I look, Jesus, I, man! I need the energy, man. Don't do this well, to me. I didn't. I didn't know you were gonna give it back to me. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't know of a more important number than that hundred when it comes to podcasts. Because I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've looked around the uh, podcast graveyard, but not many shows make it to a hundred. Not very many shows make it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. All I know is that we did it. I'm. I'm super geeked. I'm pumped about it. I've cracked open an angry orchard. Hard apple cider. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. That was the White Claws before the White Claws. Remember that shit? Remember it was like gluten-free beer? Yeah, I'm doing that shit, man. Doing a B-I-G. <laughs> Don't say anything saucy on here with all that no, liquor I'm not going to say anything saucy, sassy, none of that, man. I No, first off, off top. Off top. B, Mr. Honest. Long time ago. Your ass got tired of hearing me bitching, complaining in the slack room. Right. And you say, you know what? King Kunta, I'm a, I'm, you, need to, you need to go in a hallway and yell. But then you thought about it. So you know what? I'm going to fight with you there. B, I want to say thank you from the bottom for all that you do. And more importantly, for taking a risk to let one of the craziest, strangest, fringiest, conspiratorialist members of the Slack family have a platform to talk about things. Thank you, man. It, it means a lot to me, and I cannot thank you enough for all that you do before, pre-production, post-production, and that very first step of saying, you know what? I'm going to fuck with King Kunta. Thank you, man. Thank you. You are you are most welcome, sir. And we do I actually also owe Mr. J a shout-out. He wasn't necessarily integral in in the idea but he was integral well um, he was integral in the idea i should say he didn't he didn't have to he didn't put anything together but he did have the the foresight to say this might be a show he agreed so we have to give him a little credit mr j hey man i appreciate the og old shot shooting shooter that he is that's right he put us up he nudged us told us what the people might would want and here we are man here we are 100 in asterisk we actually have a few pilot shows we was getting it together, but this is the 100th of the shows that we thought were fit to release to the wild. Take it as you will. <laughs> yes, it was worse. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. So I'm I'm excited about this. You know, That's a big and, deal. 
It is. It is. And, and for those that have followed us, they were, where you been? Where, where you been, Kunta? Where you been? Well, you know, life been life in 2020, been 2020. And, and so, you know, I've, you know, been dealing with some, uh, some health issues. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's just, you know, my legs going to fall off, but that's okay. You know, and so, you know, we took a little bit of time off because we wanted to give the listeners, see what I'm doing, B? Using I that L word. Wow. Evolution. The, exactly. You know, giving the listeners the best shot we can. And just to show our dedication, I'm not in the podcast dojo. B, remember when we used to call it the podcast dojo? I remember that. It's the dojo. Yeah, man. We should bring that back. Podcast dojo. But then along came Trump. Anyway, but I digress. So, you know, it's uh, I'm coming to you live and direct from the mean streets of Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. Sin City. Off strip, right? Was that off strip? You, t- off, off you strip. told me not to go off strip. Now look at you. No, I told you not to go to casinos off strip. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to do that shit. No, I'm with family. You know, uh, my uh, my daughter and is moving in with my son, who's in the Air Force, and and they are going to make their way, and you know, in in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, where dreams come true and die horribly. Exactly. So. Any of it, man. I'm excited about this. You know, it's uh, this is uh, you're be a hundred percent right. People get bored with their podcast. People go do other shit. You know, people uh, miss one, they miss two, they miss three, they miss four. You know, and there ain't no more podcasts. People, yeah. people uh, break up. People say fuck you. No fuck you. All right. You know, all sorts of stuff. But we up in here. Oh, you know what though? The the, the awesome thing about our show also. Um, is that we're pandemic proof. A lot of people lost their shows during the pandemic. True, true. But but you know, you know, if they if they wanted to podcast, they you know they could. No, they're not built like we are. Fair enough. You mean Apex Podcast Predators? You're right. <laughs> Survival of the fittest? You're right. <laughs> I agree with you, B. I agree with you. I thought about it, thought about it, says, man, you right. You right. By the way, nine out of ten Dennis. Fuck would be honest. You thought I forgot about the shit I didn't. That tenth Dennis, his mama's a hoe. Anyway, um, I'm excited. Let's let let's 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 kind of get into it. Uh, let's kick it old school. Let's go back the way we used to do it. Uh-oh. We used to do it. So, B, have you heard? That new Twenty One Savage and Metro Boomin. <laughs> I heard a I heard a Mini Men recreation, kind of. I heard that song. Man, I've heard you know full disclosure. Heard two songs. Don't ask what they, their names were. It was the first two in the album, I guess. And you know, I'm 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 listening. I'm vibing. Because you know, King Kunta keeps his ear to the street and his eyebrows down, and he's down with the youths. And I couldn't get into B. I couldn't get into it at all, B. You want to know why? Because uh, whack. It wasn't whack, in my opinion. But that's not why. I could, that's not why I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it because this nigga from England. <laughs> oh man! This old fake ass, hard ass, zone six, fake zone six nigga from England. Wow. Lord Savage, the twenty-first. I'm here and I'm talking about you know. Dead people and shit. My like, nigga, get all the way out of here. Is You're there, not on a visa. There's dead people in England? 
Yeah, but you got to pinky out. You got to say your pinky out. Governor. <laughs> Governor. Have you never watched Top Boy or any of those shows like that? I understand. He's not a shot. He's not. But look, it's like uh, Amethyst. You grow Amethyst? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're bringing all the favorites back. I see. Uh, Amethyst, same shit. I don't know. It gets it gets rough down under. That that whole continent was all the white people in that continent were criminals. Nah, man. I'm talking about cultural appropriation. Oh, okay. Like like you know when twenty one when Lord Twenty One Savage talks to his mom and daddy, he sound like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, can I have a spot of tea? I'm going back into the studio to record the gangster rap. Over delicious trap beats. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. This nigga claim he's from Atlanta. Nigga, get all the way the fuck out of here. That's one of the songs. Talk about, you know, B, did you did you hear the first couple songs off the album? I don't know. I just heard that one song, Mini Men. Because they, they got a big Rube-esque introduction to this shit. From who? Who's who's the who's playing? <laughs> I don't big know Rube? who's doing it, but but I'm like, this is this is not that fucking deep. <laughs> it's not. No Metro, you make the trappiest of the trap beats. Yeah. This side of uh, uh, Zaytoven. Zaytoven. Zaytoven is the shit. Them keys. But anyway, yeah, they got all this fake, you know, this fake big group introduction shit about the dude from Atlanta, the other dude from, what's it, St. Louis. I'm like, no, the fuck he's not. Yeah. He, he's from London town. So, but, you know, I, I, I liked it if I didn't know the fuck uh, Lord Savage was, but. I don't know. Give me some time. I'll fuck with it. I'm, 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 I'm funny that way. I'm funny that way. I can't, I can't forget what happened, but you know, it is where it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but in the Slack room, I posted an MC Hammer montage. Did you see that? I saw that you posted it, but I lived MC Hammer. I didn't need to look at it. Okay. Well, I also lived MC Hammer, but there's some important shit that I forgot. Uh-oh, like what? Uh, well, well, well. First, let me let me let me do the lead in. So, do you remember "Too Legit to Quit"? I know you do. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. But do you remember the video with Dion? That's part of it. But did you remember the video is fourteen minutes long? <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> no, I didn't remember that. <laughs> Listeners, pull up a chair. We're going to be talking about Stanley Burrell for a minute. Uh, that's MC Hammer. Uh, so, yeah, man, it was 14 minutes long, like, say, a Michael Jackson-esque type situation. Wow. That, and, it, it, what's crazy about that, Kunta, is we haven't even been recording for 14 minutes yet, and I feel like we've been recording a pretty long time. Nope, nope, she's still, what, let me look at the, nope, nope, he still hasn't fought the big bad at the end of Too Legit to Quit, but um, James Brown isn't Too Legit to Quit, do you remember that? No. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, James Brown is in it. Um, you alluded to, uh, you know, you got Dion, you got uh, the coach of the Falcons at that time, Jerry Glanville, you got Jerry Rice, maybe Roger Craig, you got Isaiah Thomas, um, and a couple other people I don't remember off off top of my head. But B, do you remember the premise of Too Legit to Quit? Do you remember what the underlying current of the story was? I don't remember. Do you remember why he had to be too legit to quit? What was he? What was he not quitting on? I just remember the little hand signal. I don't remember what it was for. B. This fool and I completely forgot about this shit. There was actually beef 
between MC Hammer and Michael Jackson. What? Too legit to quit. The entire under undercurrent of the video is a beef, a legit dance beef between MC Hammer and Michael Jackson. Come on, Petty Officer Burrell. This is this you're not a better dancer than Michael Jackson. You, you don't remember the James Brown? You know, you remember that James Brown was in there. You told I me you didn't watch my videos. I, I do. But James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? I do remember that he was there. I don't remember them uh, talking beef, talking about a beef or bringing up a Nigga. beef. James Brown told him to bring him the glove. Don't remember that either. The glove. And shit, man. James Brown, uh, double, triple, quadruple infused hammer with the uh, with with soul. So, video for those who don't remember, it opens up with people saying, uh, "Hammer quit." MC Hammer quit. Quit the rap dance game, I guess. And uh, you got a. Uh, Shit. Uh, Ralph Tresvant is talking about, you know, he heard Hammer quit. You got um, one of the rappers from uh, old school 80 rappers, not not a uh, not Rapper's Delight. Uh, Freaks Come Out at Night, one of those rappers Houdini. with the hat. Houdini. Yeah. The one with the hat. Anyway. Uh, then you had um yeah, you just had people talking, just all these stars, not stars, but, you know, grade B stars. And they're playing this role like, MC Hammer quit, MC Hammer quit. But somehow or another, there was a concert venue that was booked that he's supposed to show up to, and like he's running late, and nobody knows he's going to come out because everyone heard of MC Hammer quit. Uh, uh, I remember that. So, yeah, so MC Hammer, while all this is going on, is in the gym, working out, lifting the weights, wearing nothing but bicycle shorts <laughs> to keep it fair though bicycle shorts were stylish at that time not for me I understand but for some people <laughs> there was definitely a cod piece involved I'm gonna leave it at that and so after he gets done lifting all the weights he goes up to uh, this upper chamber of this kind of this castle situation where James Brown is sitting on a throne uh, there are lions on each side of the throne gold lion statues and Am I ready? You've been ready. Bring him back to glove. And there's all this stuff. And then he hits him. But first, you're going to need this. Then he hits him like one time, two time, three time, four time with, with, that, with that soul fire. He says, you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. And then he hits him one more time and he comes up with the new improved hammer suit. These are not the parachute pants. And a crew. And so uh, they all get wrapped in like this energy ball that flies through I'm not making this show. Flies through the castle, flies to the concert venue, and then lands. And that's when the dancing starts. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it was phenomenal because I forgot how this shit happened. Me too. Do you remember the end of it? I don't. The end of it, you've got this Jerry Weller-looking character saying, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, he's back. What are we going to do? And you see one gloved hand raised. That, that, that hand then goes two. Legit. <laughs> to quit. Yeah. Now B, now B. Wait. <laughs> I, before we go too far, I think I need to clear this up for, you know, in case there are any legal people out there, you know, watching this. I need to clear this up, B. To be fair, the name Michael Jackson is never used. To be fair, 
to okay. be fair. Okay. And maybe B, I've made an assumption that yeah. I should not have made. Maybe I did. It's possible. Because I don't remember back in, you know, aught 90, 91, who else was wearing one diamond bejeweled glove, one bejeweled glove. Maybe it was somebody else. I'm sure they my sell memory's not they, so good. They sell them somewhere. Somebody had one besides him. I had to be. Yeah. I mean, so I don't, you know, I don't want, you know, fact check me if you want. You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm taking crazy pills. But that was it, man. Too legit to quit. So, B, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. I kept looking at the clock and it's like, you know, eight minutes, nine minutes, 10 minutes, 11 minutes. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was great. You know how great it was, B? Great enough to where um, he had, somebody gave him 14 minutes worth of film. Oh, yeah. But for me as a viewer, I was so enthralled by his powerful storytelling and dance moves that Nigga, I had to get all the way in the catalog. I went back in the Hammer catalog, B. Oh, wow. I went in the catalog. And you know what, B? I learned some new shit. Did you remember the, remember the Hammer when he was the funky headhunter? Yes. And uh, yeah, so that was the era where Hammer, you That's know, people all, It's of, all good, right? Oh, I forgot about that. I'm, I'm on, I'm on. That's, watch that one. That's my jam. It's all good was my jam. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Scully and Timberlands. Well, that was for and the whole album. He was wearing Scully. Jeans. And, yeah, yeah. That the whole album. He was that was that was the Funky Headhunter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but you forgot. So the the Funky Header. So MC Hammer was like you know happy rap, lots of dancing, and then the music scene changed because well gangster rap nigga, and so he was trying to stay relevant. Even though, you know, they'll dance, they boogie. And so uh, Nice Cube had said some shit about that, too. And so he was trying to change it up, B. He was trying to stay relevant. Right. And thus, the funky headhunter was born. The dance moves got more aggressive. And uh, the love for the ladies came to the forefront. Oh, God, I know what you're about to say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there's a jump the shark moment. This this song is the song that I believe killed his career. Uh, now on the funky he- on the funky headhunter B, you did point out a song I forgot. It's all good. That is a jam. That's a banger. I yeah. like that song. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch that video as soon as we get off this. Yeah. Uh, hundredth episode extravaganza. But this song B. This was the song he jumped the shark, B. Do you know what song I'm thinking about? You think this ruined his career? I think you're talking about the one, the pumps and the bump, right? See, I didn't have to tell you. You already knew. Yeah. That was it. That was everywhere. And then that was it. Yeah, but that's not why. (laughs) How do you know? That's not why that was it. All right, man. So you release one song... Everybody listens to it, and then you can't release any more songs. Are you trying to tell me that in Dead Dead Man's career? It didn't. It, you know what Dead in his career was the entire rest of the album? Because the Pumps and the Bump album was still kind of in line with his, you know, fancy dancing, whatever, as far as, you know, people knew. Now, when you start seeing those videos on that funky head on her album, they started getting darker, and it was, like you said, more aggressive, and it's all good, and, you know, he, he fighting and whatever, and that's not who Hammer was at all, and people was like, man, we don't believe you, we don't respect, it was unbelievable, it was not believable anymore, so that's why his career fell off, he was no longer doing the dance moves and having 100 people on stage, that's, to me, that's, that's, he can afford all the that's what I remember, <laughs> that's what I remember. 
will be, let's agree to disagree. Okay. Let's focus on pumps in a box. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> now, I told, I told you, B, this all started on some boondoggle where I just was, for some reason, decided to, <laughs> to watch Too Legit to Quit. B, I don't even know how the fuck I decided to do that. Deion Sanders had to be, because you're a, a great fan. Yeah, but that came later, right? Something forced me to, I don't even know. Maybe it was divine providence. Anyway, big word, big word, double entendre, double entendre. Shout out to Shoot from the Hip Show. Because uh, I steal that catchphrase B all the time. Um, yeah, man. So I don't know why, but I did. Yeah. And that led me to Pumps in a Bump. And B, I didn't listen to the song. I watched the video. Okay. That video does feature Deion Sanders. It does. But you got to dig deeper, B. As I know you or want to do, I know you, I'd be the thing that I appreciate and respect and admire about you and, and, and the brilliant mind that you are is you dig deeper. You don't stay on the surface. You look at the, at the, how did we get here and the why? I appreciate about you. I appreciate that about you, B. Well, thank did you. Did you know that? I didn't know You that. go deeper. You try to figure out, wait, 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 wait. Let's get below the surface. Let's not, let's see what's really going on. B, I did that. Okay. <laughs> B, what do you think Hammer meant by pumps and a bump? Go. I think he meant stilettos and booties. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. B, what if I were to tell you that in pumps and a bump, if you, maybe you remember, remember, maybe you won't. Do you remember the scene where he goes to his closet and there is nothing but women's shoes? Uh, no, I don't remember that. You sound a little concerned that that would be in there. <laughs> well, I mean, because... Because Hammer's at closet, his house. Whose closet is he in? He's at his house, because it all takes place at his house, because at this point in time, uh, Hammer was starting to see uh, the, ass, the, uh, the liabilities exceeding the assets. <laughs> okay. The... <laughs> The outflow exceeding the inflow of cash. So this is at his house. And so the, the, the premise is Dion comes in, and this is prime, prime. Yeah. This is the primest of the prime. He was, a lot, he was in that good. video a lot, I think. I Looking good, correctly. smelling good. It looked like he might, you know, look like he might run a 411 flat. So he's doing it. And this, and so he this, comes this in. hold on, this video, the reason why this video was really big in Atlanta, I don't know if you know this or not, is because everybody was wearing. Falcon's paraphernalia in this video. So, like, we, we were, like, really on this one. Yeah, this is about the time when Dion became fucking Dion. It's like, Dion, oh, yeah. Dion, yeah. Dion, yeah. prime time. His own shoes, prime time. This was, the, this was like, the might have been either the first or right before the year he had his own shoe, which is crazy because at that time, football players didn't get their own shoe. Dion had, like, the Dion Sanders trainers, which I almost bought and I didn't, and that's a mistake that I'll live with forever. I'll live with it forever. Segway. Sorry. If you watch the show, you know we do this shit. You know, we do something. If I think about something else, B, do you know? You probably wouldn't. I'm telling you. I didn't buy. Okay, so it comes a point in time where if, you know, you're maybe lower middle class, upper middle class, there's a Jordan conversation, B. Right. Somehow you beg, borrow, deal, still get your parent to somehow have you standing in front of a pair of Jordans at a store. Does this ever happen to you, B? Once and only once. Right. And, you, and somehow, if you're lucky, you'll get that parent to agree 
to buy the Jordans. Yep. And this is back in the day. I'm dating myself. That's fine. This is back in the day where if you bought a shoe, you got some extra shit. Could be a shirt. Got extra shit. Nah, nah. Um, I barely got the, I barely got the Jordans. All right, B. So stay right there. So when you got the Jordans, how'd you feel? Like a million dollars. And then Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so B, I'm gonna tell you one of Kunta's greatest regrets. So I was looking at the Jordans. I got Kunta Sr. to say, all right, all right, God damn it, okay. Report card looking right. Been keeping your nose clean. I'm going to do this. And I was had my size. I was getting ready to have the guy take the shoes to the front. Which number is then this? I, which number is this? Oh, shit. It's the one with the big tongue. The Will Smith one. Oh, okay. I forgot the number. Don't add me. Because um, if you did want to add me, it's at KingCooper3X Instagram. Uh, if you're nasty. Anyway, so um, had them ready to go up. Then out the corner of my eye, I caught some white and orange Bo Jacksons. Ooh, I remember those. And that was at the time Bo was Bo all the Bo was Bo. Bo was the at that time Bo Jackson and Michael Jordan in America were about equal. Yeah. Cause this was this was pre-championship Jordan. This is just Jordan just, oh, he don't give you sixty, ain't nothing you can do about it. But yeah. they're gonna lose the series, but whatever. He gave you sixty. Right. Um and Bo Jackson was like one of the biggest things. I mean, as equal. At least equal because Bo Jackson was playing football and baseball. So Michael and that's Jordan, what, yeah. No, at that, at that time, time, at that time, he was bigger than, than Michael Jordan. I think. I think Michael Jordan was was a superstar, but Bo was the his, man, was the million dollar man. He could do anything. Yeah, Bo. Yeah, Bo was. So I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna say it's neck and neck. And who was the face of Nike at that time? Was it was it MJ or was it Bo? And at some point, MJ and Bo and Wayne Gretzky had a cartoon. Remember that? Be I don't. Pro stars. Yeah, uh, Bo Jackson had the baseball bat that shot baseballs because they would go fight crime. Wayne Gretzky had the hockey stick that like fired its own pucks. That was also cool. MJ just had a ball. I don't remember what the ball <laughs> did, but I don't. It wasn't really an offensive weapon or anything. But anyway, I digress. So I saw the the white and orange um, Bo Jackson cross trainers. And I was like, Oh yeah, shit, yeah. And you throwing in a you don't know diddly t-shirt with this shit? Mm. And you throwing in a Nike uh, chain of some type with this shit? I got the bows, man. Everybody the wanted the bows. Everybody. I, 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 don't, I don't know that I ever got any. I don't think I did. But even later when they became like the, the re, rebranded ones. But I don't, I don't, everybody had those bows. And they were nice shoes. They were. They were. I just, I just don't know if I made the right decision. I think I there was know. blue in there too, though, right? It was orange and a little blue. Yeah, I think you're right. I just, I just remember. Yeah, it was either blue or gray. So, blue or blue or gray. Yeah, definitely. It, it was a white shoe. The base was white, and the right. highlights were orange. And right. it might have either been another blue or a gray highlight over the top. But I digress. Nice shoe. And that Bo Diddley T-shirt. This talk, this is '90s, '90s. So you had yeah. the, the the '90s cross colors with with the Bo Diddley on it, and you don't know Diddley. So I, I was, I felt good about that purchase, B, until you know. 
until about you know two or three week, two or three weeks later when I was just like, I don't really know what cross training is. <laughs> 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 but I, I want to play basketball. But anyway, that's my point. So I I, I got the Bo Jackson trainers instead of the uh, the Jordans. I did. Uh, back to back to Dion Center. So Dion at that time, I guess he was the second person to get his own shoe. Uh, that's that's the, the clarification, and and um, Dion says today, and on his, uh, you know, he will tell you that Bo Jackson actually was uh, the blueprint. Cause remember, Dion also played uh, football and baseball, but yep. he gives uh, reverence and deference to Bo Jackson, uh, who's batshit crazy these days, but whatever. Um, yeah, man. So pumps and a bump. So Dion comes in. Uh, gets past security, no problem. He's trying to wake Hammer up, you know. We gotta go. All of this is premised on a house party, which back in that day, a house party party was a jammy jammy jam. Right. So Hammer's asleep and Dion wakes him up and Dion's like, Hey, we got this party, let's do it, let's do it. And then Hammer gives him the little black book. But it's not a little black book, it's a big ass black book. And so from that point on, Dion Sanders' role in the video is to call the hose, literally. Right. Yeah. And, he go, and there were so many calls, they had to put them on a bus. They had to bus <laughs> them in. And apparently, these bitches didn't have shoes because Sipsy Hammer, once he woke up, went to his closet, MC Hammer's closet, Stanley Burrell's closet, and this is lined with heels. I don't remember that at all. But you got to watch this shit, man. And then he proceeds to pick up random hills in his arms. And he had and these hills. Did, did he explain why he's the person who owns these hills? That gets me to my point, B. Pumps in a bump was nothing more than a naked and brazen uh, attempt to show MC Hammer's weird-ass heel fetish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go watch the video. Listeners, go watch, go YouTube pumps in a bump. You, what you need is that first uh, two and a half minutes, that first two minutes. And that will tell you all you need to know about the MC Hammer's fetishes. Who has that many hills? Yeah. Who has any hills? Yeah. That's a straight man who's not, you know, trans or, or by, uh, non-binary. You, you know, the, the alphabet people. You don't see it. Yeah. You don't see it. That's very odd. And the fact you know that they, is- they be in the closet, that's just, you know, that's symbolic. What are we doing? B. Gotta be a hundred shoes, hundred heels. Gotta be a hundred. Gotta be hundred heels. Secondly, who shows up with no shoes? How, these 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 women they ain't got no shoes. I, I don't. Well, you know how sometimes you watch, you go like you're driving downtown, and the people on the bus, you see them, and like there's a woman in a full bit like work clothes, business suit or whatever, a business skirt or whatever, and um, she's got on ugly tennis shoes, and then you see like the pump sticking out of her purse a little bit. Maybe it's that. Maybe they Maybe came it's in that. tennis shoes. I don't know, man. See, the thing is, once you get a certain rich, rich, and make no mistake about it, I said rich, not wealthy. Once you get a certain rich, rich, you just get to, you know, indulge in, you know, your eccentricities. That's a $50 word for saying your craziness. Uh, You know, I've had some craziness, and you're not going to be surprised, but Johnny Depp has some craziness. You're not surprised about that, right? Johnny Depp, no. Now, when I tell you what is crazy is, you may be surprised. I'll give you three guesses, B. Johnny Depp is a collector of something. Three guesses. What do you think they are? 
What things is it that Johnny Depp collects? Skin suits. Is that it? Strike one. Okay. Um, dead animals on the road. Strike two. Uh, oh God, you got me. I'm getting close, man. I feel the pressure. Um, Johnny Depp. It's a weird motherfucker. Yeah, that's why I'm saying weird shit. Skin skin suit was fucking weird. You didn't even blink. You By said the way, strike I'm, one. I'm not surprised, you know, but I mean, it's all valid, but wrong. Okay, that's what I was about to say. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't even blink when I said skin suit. Yeah, it's valid. Uh, I mean, I mean uh, uh, you know, he plays a uh, fucking Jack Sparrow. I mean, shit, you know, I don't... Edward Scissorhands? Like, there was some yeah, weird, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it's some it's weird some shit, shit going on, right? Like, Tim Burton says, man, you got some fucking problems. Can I cast you? Um, <laughs> Last guess. Okay, last guess. Uh, wrecked vehicles. That's actually kind of cool. If you ain't got the land and shit, you could probably shoot at him, blow it up. But no. This is- <laughs> <laughs> Might need an alternator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, no, a radiator too. Anyway, um, transmission of that thing's good. No, but um, <laughs> oh man, no, no. All right, B, you ready for this? I'm ready. Shit, Johnny Depp collects and is known to collect Barbie dolls. <laughs> that's that's surprisingly tame compared to what I was thinking, but that is still very weird. Tame, but no, nah, man. There's some shit in there. <laughs> right. There's, there's no, there's levels to this shit, man. You talk about tame, right? You got, a, you got a, a 50, 55, 50 year old man who spent most of his fortune collecting Barbie dolls. What the fuck does that mean? What does it even mean? <laughs> oh, no. There's layers and levels to this shit. I don't even, I don't even fucking know, man. Shit. Um. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, MC Hammer and stupid pumps in a bump, his fucking shoe fetish. Um, it's weird. It's fucking weird, man. So go watch that if you haven't seen it. Pumps in a bump, the whole video. Before that, you will watch the entire Too Legit to Quit. Um, all right, man. You've been watching anything? You've been streaming anything lately, B? Um, just basketball. Um, because you know, I, don't, I don't have cable, so I have to use YouTube TV as streaming. Um, I've been watching that. I've been doing a lot of work um on my new business, and also my daughter has an album coming out, so I'm helping her. I'm mixing that and mastering it. So I've been I've been really really busy. Yeah, man, you've been an adult. All right, well, uh, you know, she's got you know she's got an album it's on uh, on iTunes, so you know she get into her music. I will say that I like it. You know, you know, she doesn't have the same voice as, but it's kind of my opinion. My opinion. Kunja's opinion. Correct me if I'm wrong. My opinion. She's got a kind of a mix between a, uh, a SZA versus a uh, Jenny Aiko kind of mood. The music's not the same, but kind of, you know, a younger person who actually has some depth and actually sings about things that have that, that are meaningful, not uh, and not bullshit. So that's how I feel. So go check it out. That's cool. I don't. I don't. I don't correct people's um, interpretations. That's that's how you see it. So yeah, she, she's she's uh, she's she's uh, an old soul in my opinion with her music choices. But, I would agree with <clears> that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, SZA, did you hear, hear what uh, your light skinned brethren did? Your brethren, your light skinned brethren, Aubrey, you Aubrey did. No, I didn't hear anything about Drake. Yeah, he's on that new Twenty One Savage and Metro Boomin album, and apparently he threw SZA in a in a in a lyric saying that they used to date. Oops, Mm-mm. 
Eating Claudette with scissors. So that's <laughs> not going well. That is not going well at all. 2005, he says, but they run in the receipts and dates, and that would mean that scissors was 17. So what, you know, mm. we'll see how it goes for a while. And, and to say that they dated is kind of... Um... That's not what he meant. Yeah, exactly. That's not what he meant at all. <laughs> exactly. That is not what he meant at all. And SZA at that time was was bigger than she is now. So yeah, we getting in this, we getting in this BB, we getting in this wheelhouse. You know, think about people is if you, if you, they talk long enough, they'll tell on themselves. <clears throat> but I was asking you about streaming. B, have you seen The Boys? I saw episode one, but I only saw the first half of it. And then I thought, hey, this is a good show that Jamie Mack would like or someone else. So I just sent it out in Slack. I didn't Someone else? <laughs> like, man, someone else would enjoy this shit. <laughs> it was a little too nerdy hey, man, for me. It was a little too nerdy. I started watching some shit and I think you'd like this shit. Oh, what happens? I didn't watch all of it. Yeah, it was a little too nerdy No, the for series? Me. No, I didn't, I didn't watch I didn't get through that. No, episode... <laughs> The premise is awesome. No, I'm not. Don't. I'm not fucking with you. The premise is awesome. However, it's just a little nerdy on the subject matter. So I just, you know. But the premise is 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 great. B, you got to go back in. All right. Uh, shit gets so it's great counterpoints when nerds like me told you about comic books. So you can then triangulate. So if this, you know, assuming arguendo, people had powers, what really would they do? Right. If Superman really was Superman, what really would this nigga do? A lot of x-ray vision, I'm sure. It ain't going to be truth, justice, and the American way. That's like Trump holding the flag, you know, hugging the flag. It's like, yeah, man, yeah, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. Going back to pick up the food. Yeah, glad your boy. Yeah, no, so it's, uh, it's dark, man. It is dark as fuck. So you might want to give it another go. But those that haven't watched it, I say watch the boys. It's really, if you, if you like Marvel movies and DC movies and you're, uh, you know, you're kind of a skeptic, you know, you should go watch the boys on Amazon. It's pretty, it's pretty dark, pretty, pretty dark. Uh, they're playing football today, B. Uh, Not my team. Good for you. Can't take an L if you don't play. While I'm watching the Cowboys as we speak in the background, they about to catch a whole ass beat down from Cleveland. It's 31-14 in the third quarter. Oof. You know, McCarthy might not make it through the season. I'm just gonna just gonna throw that out there. So, um, so, you, oh, so you're saying watch the show the boys, don't watch the team the boys. <laughs> no. Well you can, because you know it's something, hold up we them boys. I don't know who these boys are. Okay. Do, do you have to say not. do you have to say them boys or can it be the boys? So I said the boys. Maybe I'm just not country enough. Uh no, that's a that's that uh Wiz Khalifa song. Hold up, hold up, we them boys. Hold up, hold. Yeah, you know that song. We nope. making noise. I don't listen yeah, to Wiz Khalifa. Mm-hmm. He's actually had some some good songs here and there. Be I remember uh, I remember that that one uh Black and Yellow. You remember that one? Yeah, well, the Black and Yellow <laughs> got co opted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, so <laughs> they play that shit all the time. <laughs> that's the only one I know. All right. Well, you, I guarantee you, you know we them boys. I guarantee you. We'll talk about it offline. I, I, well, guarantee no, you know I think it. I remember one song he did with Snoop because they had a movie together. Did you see that movie? Why the fuck would I do that? I watched trying that, to be a high schooler. I watched that movie. It was <laughs> like it was, nigga, you're forty. What are you? <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> Who told you you could pass for this? And, he, they wanted to be yeah. Red Man and Met the Man. I think too late for that and I saw that movie and that movie was shit too it How was High awful yeah <laughs> hypothetically when I watched How High hypothetically I may have uh, you know been indulging in, in, in some in what the source of the, the, the movie subject was 
I left that motherfucker. I wasn't. They ruined everything. Fuck those niggas. That's a horrible ass movie. And see, I was um, sober and I still felt the same way. So I guess it didn't matter. Like it was funny, funny. Then all of a sudden it's not funny. And when I say it's funny, I mean the idea that they would be making a movie. And then I started watching the movie and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, yeah, man. So, um, so hold up. We them boys. Hold up, hold up. We make it no Yeah, so the Cowboys, just like uh, Steelers with black and yellow, they co-opted uh, We Them Boys. So uh, everything you see with the Cowboys, like the last, well, since the song been out in the last uh, three, four, five years, hashtag We Them Boys. Um, well, these niggas ain't them boys. These niggas is not them boys. This is bullshit. Uh, hopefully, the season will be ending soon. Uh, did you hear about uh, your boy Cam? Cam. Whoa, Cam. You about Cam? No. He's out today. You want to know why? COVID? Coronavirus. Oh, shit. Game got postponed. I heard that. I um, guess. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was just saying that Bill uh, Bilicek and Robert Kraft, they begged, borrowed, and dealed uh, Commissioner Goodell to push this game back after Cam came play. And so they're not going to play uh, the scheduled game today. I forgot who they were supposed to play. Wow. What were you going to say? Well, I was hearing that some some rumor in the rumor mail that they're talking about sending um, Julio to the Patriots. Did you hear about that? No. Man, uh, that's going to be awful for us. I mean, it can't, it can't get much worse, but that's the end well, of the Atlanta Falcons. This is like some D-hop, some, uh, some D-hop shit. Why would you, why would you, why would you do that? I don't know. You know, I know Cameron Ridley looks great and all, but that's because he's got single coverage because they <laughs> over there with Julio. Right. I know. Shit, okay, man. For your sake, I hope that's not the case. Right. Uh, I know Cam disagrees and he hopes that's the case. But either way, I don't think you have to worry about it because I don't think the season's going to be a full season. Uh, the Tennessee Titans had multiple, multiple, multiple football players and staff test positive for coronavirus and they are not playing today. Yeah, we had one so last week. So this lack of it's a bubble. Happening. It's happening. It's, if you don't have a bubble, you cannot play professional sports. Period. If you don't have a bubble, you can't play. Because you can't monitor where people are going and what they're doing. You need a bubble. Or you can't do it. So, um, so yeah. So oh, no Cam today. No Tennessee Titans football game today. And so we'll just... Uh, We'll monitor the situation, but I don't think I don't think this, the NFL season is going to go for very long. B, what do you think? No, I can't. It can't go because there's about to be a second wave of people getting sick, and uh, well, it's actually already started. Yeah, uh, in the up in the states up north and the Midwest, where it actually is starting to get colder. Um, so we you know we'll see. We'll see. And see uh, what, what's scary about it is I I, I woke up this morning to a, a, a sniffly nose, or, you know, and I mean. How do you determine which what when on somebody else? Like I know that I don't have COVID, but somebody else hears me, you know what I'm saying, make a noise and they're like, oh, terrified. And then, you know, it, it just starts from there. Like, how do you, how do you I don't know. It's, well, it's gonna get weird. Here's the deal. Maybe you have mild symptoms of COVID. Maybe. And if you did, you know what they would tell what a doctor would tell you to do? You know what the CDC says you should do with mild symptoms? Go home. Then go home, take some over the counter. Call your doctor, write it out. Yeah. Put a pin in that. Okay, so we'll come back to that later. So, uh, so yeah, man, so coronavirus is still a thing. Um, all right, 
So if you're listening to us Monday, which you will be, you will realize a lot of shit happened this week. So the only way to talk about all the shit that happened this week is to take the shit in order. Um, so B, did you watch the presidential debates on Tuesday? In its entirety. What a fucking shit show. The shittiest, the showiest of shit shows. That's my, that's how I feel. How do you feel about what you watch? I would mirror that sentiment. We're fucked. As a country, we're fucked. That was a debate between two people for the highest job in our country. And that was a shit show. So, elephant out of the room. I don't know how much, if at all, Trump prepared. I mean, he had a few points that he had prepared. It's obvious that he he rolled off a few points that he had prepared. But a debate, B. So how does a debate work? A debate works where you have a moderator who throws out uh, a topic, and then one side goes on the topic, and then the other side goes on the topic. And sometimes it's a rebuttal, uh, and but it goes like that. There's a certain amount of time you can talk about it, then you move on to the next topic. That more or less right in your in your in your view, B, or would you add something to that? No, nope, that's about it. Yeah, that's that's how debates work. And in the presidential races, there have been some famous debates. The most famous that most people have heard of is the Lincoln Douglas debate. Um, I mean, there's just a there's just a lot of uh, of, of of history and really talking about the issues that affect the American people who are going to vote for one of these people to be president. You look at uh, Nixon and JFK. Uh, the Nick, well, you can't look at it, but you can be aware of the Nixon and JFK election. Um, JFK won because JFK looked more vibrant than Nixon at that time. Though Nixon eventually would win. So debates have been a hallmark of, of you know, of our democracy for forever. Uh, you look at um, the Obama debates, uh, Obama uh, versus McCain. McCain's campaign got torched back when he called Obama. He did. It was a gaffe. He says, I'm not the one that does blank, blank, blank. You know who is? That one. Remember that? The that well, you might not. So the, that one got picked up, and that was very negative for right. McCain's campaign. Uh, then you had the, uh, the the one with Obama and, and Mitt Romney, where President Obama clearly just showed the fuck up. Right. And it didn't go well, but it didn't stop President Obama from getting a second term. Uh, then you even have uh, Trump versus Hillary round one. Um, you know, Trump kept, you know, non-sequiturs and whatever the fuck, and Hillary kept trying to talk, you know, you know, raise certain points, and basically the uh, nicest way of saying, look at him! Are you going to elect this? Look at him! Uh, but in a much nicer, more political way. Right. This shit last Tuesday, moderator asks questions. The moderator provides a question or a topic. One side goes, then the other side goes. And sometimes there's a rebuttal by one side or both sides, and they move on to the next topic. This motherfucker, Trump, he, at one point, he had interrupted uh, not just Joe Biden, but also the moderator right. about a hundred and something <laughs> right. times. Right. And by the way, just, you know, people want to say, you know, well, maybe it's not fair. Maybe they were weird questions. Well, the moderator is Chris Wallace, who's a, uh, probably the head correspondent on, uh, on the Fox News Network. So if anything, this should have been more tilted in Trump's favor. 
uh, not all the way, because Chris Wallace is one of the last remaining news people at Fox who, you know, although he's right of center, he still does have some sort of ethical and moral code. In other words, a lot of people, in my opinion, at, at Fox News or have, you know, it's, it's become a, a Trump propaganda machine for the most part. And that's, and, and many will tell you that uh, is what it is. Well, not just Trump, Trump gets, Re- Republican. It's been, it's been Republican leaning for a long time. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not Republican leaning anymore. Now it's just, it's, it's, it's the Trump network. It's all Trump because right. Trump has now become, His in my party. opinion, the old Republican Party is dead. Yeah. The Republican Party that we knew before 2016 is dead. This is just, you know, this is all Trump fanaticism now. And if he and if they don't say thing, nice things about him, he gets on their ass. I mean, Barr actually met with uh, the head of Fox uh, last year when all this impeachment stuff was going on. So not the point. The point is Chris Wallace is, is you know, although Republican, although right of center, he still, I believe, has some integrity, meaning he's going to ask real questions, meaning you say some bullshit, he's going to follow up, you know how reporting used to work. Can, can I say, um, though, before we get into the fuckery of it all, that he asked some really great questions? If only he got answers. Yes, but I'm just saying the, the, the preparedness of those questions were 100%. Yeah, but he was not prepared for what Trump did. How could you be? <laughs> how could you so, be? So Trump was mad as fuck. And he, and he had, you know, and he, you know, he just refused refuse to hear something he didn't like and not immediately comment on it. Right. Immediately. And so people say, well, both Trump and Joe Biden were, were, were acting like children. B, if you're talking, and I keep saying the opposite shit and, and, and talking about you, and let's say we get, uh, let's say I start talking about your children. How long before you snap? We're talking about my children? Uh, pretty, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty quick. So, you, you know, you heard Trump, you know, uh, Joe was talking about his son, uh, uh, Bo Biden, oh. who, who had, you know, served in the military and had and died of cancer. And, you know, Trump is on record for saying, well, not on record. There's, there's you know, sources have said that Trump has referred to people in the military as, you know, suckers that sign up and losers that get caught or injured or die. Right. So that's what Joe was talking about. And Trump started talking about uh, Hunter uh, and Hunter being on drugs. And so that's, t- that's tough to hear as a parent. And so, you know, yeah, Joe Biden lost his composure at multiple times. He called him a clown. He called him a clown because once again, he was talking and Trump just kept interrupting. He got so bad that Chris Wallace said, you got to stop interrupting. And, and Trump said, he is too. So in that effect, he said, well, you're <laughs> right. doing most of it. <laughs> right. And at some point Trump said, well, I'm not debating you too. <laughs> right. And so, um, so it was just, uh, you know, I, B, I know you're laughing. Uh, not because it's and funny. I, and I know that you have a certain view of, of politics and government in this country. And I know a lot of people share your view. I know that, you know, this might be, uh, First time in a long time that you realize you need to vote. Uh, um, but I don't know how you fix this, B. I don't know how you fix where we are with regards to civility. I don't know. I don't think you can go back to being the same. Because, you know, you had a few people say that was not okay. But the thing they wanted to come on is the next point. 
Uh, well, let me let me let me ask you your thoughts on that. Do you think civility will ever return? I think that Trump has damaged the system. I think that he has. Um, I, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that he's exposed all of the the BS that goes on behind the scenes. Um, whether or not he did it intentionally, whether or not he did it to to prove to the American people that this is a farce, but I think just just being the president, first of all, and then all the things that he's been able to get away with, and then all the things that he's exposed about the other side and how childish they are at times too, is I, paying seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. I think that he's he's shown that this system is is supposed to fail us. So in in that regard, yes, I think it's going to be very difficult for us to go back to the way that we used to to give respect to politicians and the way we used to assume that they were doing the right thing on the on the hill. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with anything you're saying except he's been allowed to do this by his party. Because they didn't have to allow him to do this. They could have reined him in. They could have removed him during the impeachment trials. They didn't. During the impeachment hearings, they didn't do that. There are so many things they could have done to say, hey, don't do this. But you know why, though? Yeah. It's because it's, it's, it's the selfishness in them. They're like, no, Republicans have to be in the office. It doesn't matter that he's a, a, a imbecile and a child. They, we have to maintain office. If we give the Democrats power, you know what I'm saying? So, so like I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. He exposed the greed and the selfishness and the ridiculousness of the entire system. Well, I think a lot of people before this would agree that most politicians are self-interested, and by most, I mean literally almost all of them. Right. And most, and by most, I mean literally almost all of them have done something that we probably wouldn't agree to to have the position they have. Like, we're going to see how AOC uh, evolves over time. Yeah. Because I guarantee you she will. I guarantee you she will. Um, so, I don't think politics are going to go back the way they are, and they certainly won't go back to the way they... Let me rephrase. I don't think politics are going to go back to civility and they certainly won't uh if trump gets another four years that's just one of a of a numerous uh problems that could happen or will happen in trump's in trump's second term um all right so the other thing that came out of the debate uh was chris wallace asked trump a legit question about denouncing white supremacy and uh and I'll let B, I'll let you uh, fill it in wherever, if I miss anything. All right. The upshot is that Trump said that he would denounce it. Not denouncing it yet, said that he would. And then he said, who? Who do you want me to denounce? Talking to Chris, Christopher Wallace, the mediator. Who do you want me to denounce? And Joe looks at him and says, uh, Proud Boys. Okay, I, I will denounce them. And Joe says, do it, do it. And he says, okay, okay, okay. You know, stand back. Stand by. <laughs> I'm not again. I'm not laughing because it's funny. Trust me. Within minutes of him saying that, because you look at the timestamps that was picked up that the Proud Boys, which is a white supremacist organization, um, were texting that hashtag, and 
you know, within a few hours after that, they were starting to brand apparel or offer for sale apparel that says stand back and stand by. You saw people saying, I, you know, I, I, sir, I, I captain or got you or so it made them feel good on the way he said it. And I believe my personal belief is the way he said it is because he doesn't want to make these people mad. Right. Because a lot of times these people will vote. No, I'm going to cut to it. You know, be you can clean it how you feel about it. But I think a lot of white supremacists who do vote, vote for Trump. I just feel that way. Uh, and I think he does too, which is why he's, he said things the way he said it throughout his presidency. And, uh, and so ironically B, do you know who the, uh, basically the, the, the chairman, the functioning day-to-day leader of the Proud Boys is? Well, do you know who he is? I know who it was with the creator who is no longer associated with Gavin McInnes. He was on a few Joe Rogan episodes that I listened to. Yeah. Well, the current guy is, uh, and what do you think about that Joe Rogan episode or and any more research you did on that on the Proud Boys well, okay. founder, I guess? So the Proud Boys don't consider themselves to be white supremacists. I don't know that they have the right to make that distinction, but what they consider themselves to be are um, hyper-Americans. Um, what I remember about those episodes with Joe Rogan, though, was this guy is, a, is clearly a nutcase. I don't, think, I don't think at the time Joe Rogan recognized how far gone or how demented he was in his ideals um and he he laughed a lot of it off and joked a lot of it off but i mean you know there's 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 definitely already much many videos going across instagram and youtube that you can see of this guy gavin again is saying some pretty wild shit and um according to what i've seen recently they they have kicked him out of the proud boys and he's no longer part of it but i don't know what that means either so i'm gonna tell you uh well the leader now of the Proud Boys, I'm going to give you a name. Okay. Now, you say you don't think they consider themselves white supremacists and they consider, them, consider themselves proud Americans. I think they do consider themselves white supremacists. I think they do consider, I mean, they do value being white Americans and all that that uh, allegedly uh, could bring. The leader, the face, the person you see, Pictures with, you know, Donald Trump Jr., the leader of the Proud Boys. His name, are you ready, B? Yep. Enrique Tarrio. <laughs> Why'd you read it like that? <laughs> That's his name. Enrique Tarrio. Okay. Didn't quite roll. Tarrio. Enrique Tarrio. Can't roll it R. Tarrio. All right. B? What if I were to tell you that he and myself were the same color? Very close. I believe that. So I don't get why you're saying um, white supremacist then. Because it is. So did, <laughs> I just read an article. I read an article. Was it yesterday maybe? The Proud Boys met with um, Black Lives Matter to show solidarity and denounce white supremacy. That's I have all. not heard or seen that shit. And I just keep my ear to the street, my eyebrows down, and I have lots of, okay. you know. Hey, well, that's, I figured you'd say that because you tried to get me last time. But Washington Times, uh, let's see here. Proud Boys. Washington Black- Times. That's not, that's not a, a, we can't use that one? That's like the New York Post. Okay. Okay. October 1st, 2020. Proud Boys, Black Lives Matter. But I mean, there's a picture. Proud Boys, Black Lives Matter leaders jo- hold joint conference. We denounce white supremacy. 
Um, it says, local leaders of the right-wing group Proud Boys in Salt Lake City held a joint news conference with a local Black Lives Matter leader on Wednesday to correct the, re- the record and denounce white supremacy after President Trump mentioned them during Tuesday's first presidential debate. I will go out and say that the Proud Boys as a whole, I will say this on behalf of the entire national organization, denounce white supremacy. The chief of the Proud Boys, Salt Lake City, Utah chapter. He's still there. Yeah. You can, did you hear me? Yeah, I'm looking at the story now. Yeah, I was given the quote from Thad, who is uh, the, the chairman of, of that particular chapter. We are in no way, shape, or form white supremacists. We have a vetting system that gets those people out of our hair. We do not have anything to do with white supremacy. We do not have anything to do with the Ku Klux Klan. We denounce those organizations. So that's why I say they don't consider themselves to be white supremacists. In fact, this guy is very, very brown. This is three days ago. Yeah. Okay, B. I mean, I'm so the Washington Times is, in my opinion, uh, oh. a radical source. Just says, you know, like I see something in the New York Post, same thing. New York Post is not, is not you know, but well, what, what I, 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 need, I don't, I don't, we're I'm not, not denying that this, this happened. happened. Yeah, that's what I'm right, saying. I'm we, not doing it. Right. We have to, this did happen. We can't say, regardless of what the newspaper is, this definitely happened. There's pictures here and everything. So this did but happen. But this is the type of shit that Trump should have said when asked. Right. He didn't need an organization. He could have said, I denounce, you know, racism, you know, anti-Semitism, you know, white supremacy, or I denounce white supremacy. That'd be good enough. Yeah, well, to be fair, he didn't bring up the Proud Boys. He didn't, he didn't say, he, that's what he's like, do you, what do you want me to call them? He, did, he had an opportunity to say he denounced all white supremacy of every kind. He had an opportunity to do it. And what he actually said, you said that he said yes, but actually what he said was sure. And he kind of said it under his breath while uh, Chris Wallace was still talking. So he, mm-hmm. had, he had ample opportunities. And then Joe Biden turned and said, well, say it. Say it now. Say it. Say it. He had a chance to stop. He had to say, who? 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 <laughs> who you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Who do you want me to dance? Yeah. <laughs> right. Proud Boys. Okay, Proud, Bo- Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Which makes no sense. What the? F- what are you saying, dude? What are you talking about? Stand by? That sounds like you're telling them to be ready for threats. What about stand back? <laughs> Until when? Stand back. Stand back. <laughs> so. Oh my God, this guy. That was bad. And how bad was it? Mitch McConnell and other senators, Republican senators, and had to come out and say they, they denounced white supremacy. Right. You know, Mitch McConnell's in an election year. The Lindsey Proud Graham Boys were even it. smart enough to come out and say they denounced white supremacy. Everybody but Trump. Yeah. Um, so, and the thing of it is, even had he said that, Trump, I denounce, I don't believe him, but at least he, but that's still good enough sense to say, hey, I shouldn't say this shit in America in 2020. That's probably bad. And why is that bad? It's bad for a lot of reasons. None the least of them being the military. That's why the military doesn't like this shit. You need bodies. And if you start differentiating or allowing, you know, there to be any official stance that one color is better than the other, then you, you don't have the same amount of bodies. So we don't do drafts anymore. Or at least I've heard some military uh, leaders say that's one of the reasons that, not specifically, they want, you know, keep it uh, race neutral, don't, don't, you know, accept racism because, you know, you need people to, you know, everyone's important. You need people to do the job. Right. Um, so, be, so I'm not surprised this happened. Do I believe it? Not at all. 
And there's, you know, you, you can, uh, listeners, Google the Proud Boys. There's tons of videos, all sorts of things. They show up to, you know, these Trump rallies. They show up to protests. They're in tactical gear. What does tactical gear mean? Bulletproof vests, long guns, and the like. Uh, they uh, advocate for violence. Um, right. They provoke violence. Uh, so him saying I denounce fascism, that's kind of funny. And if anything, this statement is an attempt to put them in the Boogaloo Boys uh, category. The Boogaloo Boys are essentially very similar. Very similar. Uh, but they, they, they have um, a variety of ideas. And so uh, Trump then asked Joe Biden to uh, condemn Antifa, which he claims is the left version of this. Right. And, you know, Biden's already been on the record many, many times. Like, obviously, he could not be the Democratic nominee without having taken a stance against racism, which should be controversial, B. It's not controversial shit. should be controversial to say, hey, man, racism bad. Keep it pushing. But has he said it, has he said Antifa yet though? I don't think he said it during that debate. I don't think he denounced Antifa. To be fair, he That's said racism. Fair, he said racism. An, he didn't say Antifa. Antifa anti- oh shit, man! If, if he denounced, uh, oh, let me do it this way. Uh, Antifa's not racist. Antifa right. are anarchists. Right. And Joe's been on the record many, 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 many times uh, denouncing uh, looting, rioting, and saying anyone that loots, riots, destroys property should be prosecuted. Right, but he's not so, saying a name, though. And that's what, I, that's what I mean. I know this is a name game, and it's really silly to play the name game. But if we're going to be all the way fair, he didn't denounce Antifa either. He just denounced- But Antifa is, is not really an organization. That's why he didn't do that. Every, see, if you dig into Antifa, then you recognize it's not an organization. Are the white supremacists an organization? I don't think so. Like you well, said, the KKK, KKK is, but he's denounced KKK, the KKK, KKK the, though, right? The Proud Boys, but he's denounced. Boys. He's, he's denounced all that. Okay, so no, no, no. The fuck he hasn't. Yes, he did during the Charlottesville riots. He definitely did. They they don't play the entire quote, but he did also again on Thursday though. Did you know that? Like two days later, I don't know if you count that or even consider that to be a thing, considering it was two days late. But on Thursday, yeah, he, he yeah he did that on t- he, on Thursday he condemned KKK and white supremacists and the Proud Boys. He said he didn't know much about the Proud Boys, but um, no, know. he said he didn't know much about the KKK when he was running for president. David Duke, oh, I don't know him. <laughs> right. Not familiar with him. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so he picked up the official st- statement and the and the lie, the thing that they're supposed to tell us, the thing that people are supposed to tell you. Right. Uh, keep your racism at home or somewhat hidden. That's what Democrats you know, he was. Well, you know, I have another view on that, but we're not going to get there. No, it's, 100, it's our 100th episode. I think most white people feel that way. You disagree. I understand why you disagree, but I don't. And so we'll agree to disagree. Um, I think a lot of white people like being in the position they're in and wouldn't want to trade their position with someone, uh, uh, a black person, uh, maybe a tan, but that's about it. Um, and that's my view, and I understand rightfully so. Other people may differ. Um so I'm not surprised that uh, the Proud Boys said this because that's the shit you're supposed to say. Right. Uh, or else you find yourself on a list. Right. Do I already think they are on a list? Probably. You know who's not on a list? The KKK. So Trump has declared Antifa terrorists, but not the KKK. Right. Even though Antifa is not really a thing. It's it's like a group of people shouting, Anarchy! It's not, it's not okay. There's no, there's no president. There's no chairman. There's no, you know, headquarters. But either way, violence on either side is wrong. 
Um, so anyway, so that was Tuesday. So how, Tuesday. how do you feel? How do you feel at the end of it? Do you feel like there was any point for it? Should we have another one, or was it just a waste of time? I think that this is what I told you would happen if Trump was not in, was not removed from office. He would essentially assume I can do whatever the fuck I want, and so I can't imagine that he would not do this again because he does whatever the fuck he wants. Because Trump has made it very clear, you know what? I don't care about votes from people that don't like me. Fuck them. Right. I'm just going to talk to people that do like me. Right. I don't care about being president of the United States. Fuck that. I just like people who like me. Yeah. Same Republicans as people who like him. Um, that being said, the uh, debate committee uh, has announced changes to to the format. Oh, wow. The debate commission. This is a commission that puts on the presidential debates. Now, we haven't, uh, I haven't seen the changes, and I think they're still mulling them over, but some of the changes they've thought about is uh, cutting mic, cutting microphones off. I was thinking that the whole, maybe because I'm an audio engineer, I was thinking that the entire debate, like, why don't they just mute his mic? Why don't they just mute his mic? Because it doesn't change the impact he has on the other speaker. Because these other speakers still hearing him, you know, shouting or yelling or whatnot, or whatnot. But yeah, I agree for the American people watching this. Yeah, one of the things Joe Biden kept doing at the debate that I liked and, is that he kept, well, at multiple times he would turn to the camera and talk to the American people. I thought that was good. Um, another thing that, that I noticed from the debate that Trump didn't do: Trump failed to say either one what he did that was good or two, what he was going to do that was good. Which I thought was, I mean, most of the time the incumbent's going to try to tell you what work he hasn't finished. Uh, Trump has never put forth the policy of what he plans to do if he gets a second term. Never has. Never that's, has. That's because he thinks he's, he's been perfect for four years. It's obvious. He's, he's really sure that he's made America greater. And so... Why does, you know, it's, it's the arrogance of it. Why, why, need, why do I need to give you more of the plan? You see what's happened. Don't you see what's happened so far? Like, we're doing great. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, he's working on right now and the Republicans are is trying to repeal the, the Affordable Care Act, which would kick 20-something millions, million people off of, of their insurance in the middle of the pandemic. And, uh, and so one of the things Trump keeps getting asked about is, well, what is your plan to replace it? And he doesn't. He doesn't have one. What, okay. He only wants to take away, but there's no replacement plan. There's no alternative plan that he's ever enunciated or anyone from his cabinet. So here's the problem bad. with this. Cool. Here's the problem with that: the Affordable Care Act. Um, and no, it has problems. It has problems. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying specifically it, but just the 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 entire thing is that most Americans, myself included, do not understand everything that is encapsulated in these plans. We don't understand the weight of things. We don't understand the pull and the push of everything. So what we see are crooked insurance companies that have driven the price of, med of medical of medical costs straight through the roof. And affordable care, uh, Trump plan, whoever, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to us. So when someone comes up with a fact, we don't know that it's fake or if it's real. And so it's, it's very difficult to find the center or what the baseline is for, you know what I'm saying, healthcare. And most of us do not understand. I, and I admit, myself included, we don't understand. So we don't know if Obama plan is better than what was before and what Trump is doing, it may be well, better. 
Well, before, if you have a pre-existing condition, you're fucked. Insurance is not going to pick you up. Right, I remember that. And so if the Affordable Care Act repealed, you go back to that pre-existing condition, oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah, but see, that doesn't come for free, though. Having having the ability to have pre-existing conditions in your health care doesn't come for free. So we don't understand what the cost is on the other side. You know, that's, that's what I think people are not, The costs are not going to go down because of the way the American system works. You know, the American system is not um, health care for all or universal health care. Right. So the, so the insurance are, insurances are going to continue to make money. And by the way, the reason why Joe Biden can't commit to it and no one else can except Bernard, Bernie Sanders, is because, well, I'm sure they know people in the insurance industry. You know, let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so uh, related to what you said about prices and insurance making um, insurance, you know, making money and there's going to be a uh, cost for this. Trump said that he's decreased the price for uh, insulin that insulin is now so cheap, quote, it's like water. <laughs> that's I'm, what he said at the debate. That's, I remember that. I remember him saying that. That's actually not factual at all. I mean, it's like water. He's giving it away. Um, so that was, you know, that was Tuesday. I mean, to answer your question, I feel disgusted, disheartened, and saddened because they literally are laughing at America now. It was a food fight. No, actually, you know what? It's worse. I think that people, our allies, literally feel bad for the American people. I've seen, I've seen posts to that effect. I think people, foreign, our allies, really feel bad for what's happened to us as a people. Um, and I don't know how he fixed that. I don't know how he fixed Jesus Christ. It's 41-14 to the Browns. Somebody got to get fired. Somebody <laughs> got to get fired. It's, as soon as this shit hit zero, 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 somebody got to get fired. Somebody. Shit. This is in Dallas. <laughs> to the fucking Browns. 41-14. It's a goddamn palindrome. 4114. Four one one four. Shit. Um, I digress. I can't have nice things. So I, I think it's very sad for our country. Um, I don't. I don't know how it gets fixed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is like the Wicked Witch of the East. And one day Trump's not president, and everything goes back to normal. But Trump has already, you know, said he's going to contest the the uh, election if he doesn't win. Period. Across the board. Right. Um, the end. And what a lot of Republicans want to say is, well, Hillary Clinton told uh, Joe Biden not to, not to quit ever. Hillary Clinton's not running president. I could say anything the fuck I want to say to Joe Biden. At the end of the day, it's Joe Biden's, uh, Joe Biden's got to say what Joe Biden's going to do. Yeah. So the debate was terrible. It was an absolute shit show. Uh, the news ran with the white supremacy endorsement. I guess two days later, he decided to uh, walk it back or attempt to, but you know, it's too late. It's too late. You meant what you believe people when they show you who you are the first time. And by God, this was not the first time. Uh, and I'm not even surprised to be honest with you. I'm, I'm actually, the surprising thing I have is that he didn't have a good enough sense to know after the whole, uh, um, 
very fine people on both sides comment to realize what the backlash he was going to get from this. Um, he should have known that. You think he cares? Oh, yeah. I think he cares about ratings. I think he cares about, uh, yeah, he cares about his press. He does. That's his thing. You know, for the longest time, he was talking about, oh, he was asked about why is he continuing to having the, having a, a rallies with thousands of people. He basically said it's not his fault so many people want to come and that, you know, he understands that Joe would love to have. Oh, right. Yeah, he would love to be able to pull the crowds that he does. So, so that was his stance on Tuesday. As B and I are recording here today, President Donald John Trump is at the uh, at a hospital, military hospital, uh, being treated for coronavirus. Walter Reed Medical Facility. On Friday, uh, President Trump was walked out, walked out under his own power, got onto Marine One, and Marine One flew to the Walter Reed Medical Facility. Um, in the wee hours of Friday morning. Trump tweeted out that he and Melania, First Lady Melania, um, had contracted COVID. Earlier, or in that Thursday, um, a Trump staffer had tested positive for coronavirus and I want to say um, Holly Holm. And she worked very closely with uh, Trump to prepare him for the debates and also to fly with him to the debate. And so Trump has coronavirus and here's what we know. Friday, later in the morning, Trump was given an experimental cocktail of something. Did you, did you, did you know that B? Yeah, I saw that. We also have reports that he suffered fever and fatigue uh, Friday. Between the day before and Saturday, doctors believe that he received some sort of supplemental oxygen. Because uh, when his doctors had a press conference on this, they refused to say specifically if he had oxygen, supplemental oxygen. They just kept saying, they just kept qualifying it. Well, not today. Well, not since we've done this. So there's new reporting that he has had trouble breathing, which is the only reason you would need supplemental oxygen. So let's back up. Um, the doctor said that this occurred 72 hours from Friday. Or was it Saturday? 72 hours. That would go against the 48-hour uh, or 24-hour window that we had. Trump met with people uh, within that time frame of theoretically him knowing he had tested positive. He didn't tell them. So theoretically, Trump, oh, not theoretically. So Trump, the camp, you know, the Trump, uh, Trump nor the people that work for him ever reached out to Joe Biden to inform him of the positive tests. Because as you know, or you should know, if you test positive for coronavirus, you got to do contract tracing and see who you come in contact with. Because right. before you show symptoms, you can be asymptomatic. And unfortunately, the reason why this thing spreads, because even before you show symptoms, 
you can spread it easily. And there's some science that says it's easier to spread um, when you don't have symptoms. So Joe Biden found out when we did on Friday. They didn't have the decency to tell him. Before, well, it's, uh, I guess the day after the Trump uh, the uh, debates or somewhere about Trump had a rally in New Jersey. Um, he didn't inform them. They all found out when we did. Um, B, we haven't talked about Ruth, G- Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg's replacement. Right, we didn't. Uh, I have some questions too. Okay, so 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 once I get through this, then we'll get to your questions because that's a big deal. So to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's potential replacement, uh, there was a rally, not a rally, there was an event held in the Rose Garden. Uh, hundreds of people, or about 100 people. No social distancing, no mask. And at that rally, at that event, it's not a rally, Kellyanne Conway, Chris Christie. Let's put a pin in those things. So, again, no social distancing. Trump says fuck it, despite the fact that Bob Woodard has, you know, reported early on. Trump knew. Trump knew that uh, this was spread through the air. They call it aerosolized, something like that. He's still having these rallies. He's still, you know, not telling people to wear masks calling it a peaceful protest as of late. And um, so all these people were present were present for this uh, rally for the suggested um, replacement to our Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so I say all that to say this. So uh, Kellyanne Conway's daughter who doesn't share her mother's beliefs um, on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram said that her mother was coughing all around the house like a crazy person, something like that. Kellyanne Conway has tested positive for coronavirus. Okay. Uh, Former New Jersey governor and the person that was prepping Donald Trump as much as he could for uh, the debates, Chris Christie. He has tested positive for coronavirus. Did you know that, B? I didn't hear about him. Um, two senators that were present at this uh, pep rally for the for the Trump's pick to replace RBG. Two senators, one from Utah, one from somewhere else, tested positive. And we don't know about the other staffers, the other people that were there. We don't know. Uh, we just know that uh, at this rally, the people that were there have tested positive. And Kellyanne Conway was spotted uh, talking to Bill Barr very closely. So wonder if he will test positive. Don't know. So you've got more super spreader events more super spreader events and you don't know you don't know why is this happening 
Amy Coney Bear is the uh, replacement for pick by Trump for RBG. And so you have all these people now that have coronavirus. It's now come to roost inside the White House. Trump uh, didn't tweet at all after that 1 a.m. tweet about coronavirus on Friday. Uh, later on the day, it became such a big deal because the president's on a helicopter to be flown to the hospital. That doesn't happen very often in modern history. Uh, he sent out a, a few-minute long a video where he's saying thank you for people that have prayed for him, et cetera, and that you know he's you know he's just going in. But you look at his face, you can tell he doesn't look quite right. Uh, right. And then yesterday or today, he he, he uh, had dropped another video that shows him sitting at a table because Walter Reed Medical Facility has a presidential suite, so he has a table. He's sitting there. He's got a jacket on. And no tie, which you don't really see Donald very often in, uh, in a suit. And his skin looks different, because because you know they haven't painted it orange. His hair even looks different. And he shows him uh, writing something on a piece of paper you know, in front of uh, these binders, saying he's working hard for American people. If you zoom in, you really you see that that's really just a blank sheet of white paper. But I digress. Not the point. It's projection of what he's, he's supposed to be. Okay. Um, he's not transferring power to Mike Pence yet. Uh, and so he keeps saying, they say I'm doing good or looks good. Or, uh, I think said looks good. I think it's not usually how he talks about himself. Uh, and then his last message was things are going well. Uh, but the next few days will be, you know, important. And as of a few hours ago, they're now trying to say he might get released to go home Monday, but that seems highly unlikely. Uh, the doctors have lied and been caught in lies about the timeline and the diagnosis because it doesn't make sense. So, remember, B, you told me that. Remember when we talked about mild symptoms, B? About what? Mild symptoms. Oh, yeah. You don't get to go to the hospital with mild symptoms. They tell you to take a couple of Tylenol. Yeah, and carry your ups See how it goes. But the president, they don't care. If mild symptoms for the president, they might do differently. Might. Mild symptoms. Because Trump's been out there since this entire thing's going. So it's not, you know, it's mild, it's the flu, you'll be fine. Something happened to this fool's uh, lungs, his ability to breathe. And we're going to see what happens uh, going forward. Uh, so, so that's where we are right now. Uh, the president of the United States is at a hospital being treated for coronavirus and he's in a high risk group. He's, he's 74. He's over, he's dramatically overweight. And so he is not, he's an ideal candidate for someone who will have problems with this disease with this virus. I'm sorry. Agreed. So do I wish president Trump is dead? Will die? No. It's not good for an American president, a sitting American president, to die. It's just not good. Not good. It's not good. Um, do I feel bad that this has happened to him? No, because it didn't have to be. This did not have to happen, and he knew enough not to have this happen. Another thing we've learned since this, since uh, he's tested positive, that there's almost literally no protocols on mask wearing in the executive branch in the White House. And that affects his cabinet, his staff, security. 
uh, custodians, uh, the chef staff, it's all just reckless. And the crazy thing is, as he was walking up to, to Marine One, they panned back and they saw almost all of the people that worked for him wearing masks. They all knew what they were supposed to do and they didn't. He knew probably before most of those people did, he didn't. So I don't feel bad for Trump. I mean, I, those people didn't have to die because he, because he withheld what he knew. And he doesn't continue to have to have these rallies, these super spreader events, but he does. So I don't feel bad for him. I hope he doesn't die, but I don't feel bad for him. What do you think about the situation, B? Yeah, I um, I, I hope he makes a full recovery. Um, I think that to to wish that on anyone is 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 a little short sighted, because I do believe that pretty much all of us are going to come into contact with this, whether it be us getting infected or us having someone close to us get infected. And I would hate to wish that upon that anyone and I'd hate for anyone else to wish it upon anyone. So, you know, I, fair is fair. I want him to make a full recovery and I hope that he, you know, comes back full strong, ready to finish this the rest of his uh, enlistment. And then we can, you know, piece him on out of here. Not, not to death, but to uh, non-presidency. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, then New York and talk to him. Yeah. Um, I'm torn on this, but at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, I don't want him to die uh, because of this. I want him to get beaten legitimately and have to deal with that. Um, I don't really want many people to die. Uh, you know, that's humanity, I suppose. Uh, but this whole let's all pray for the president that I'm seeing on social media. Have you seen any of this? You heard this? Let's all pray for the president. No, I haven't seen that. You know, that's, a, that's, the, that's the thing on social media. Let's pray for the president. Basically, the sentiment you have, you know, religious people, well, let's pray for him. Right. Be, be, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to stand back and stand by. <laughs> Perfectly. Perfectly placed, sir. Yeah, gonna, that's what I'm going to do. Um, Chris Rock posted Saturday Night Live last night, and he said, well, "Okay, first thing off top, you no, know, you know, right now, you know, he said the president has come down with co- uh, is being treated for for COVID nineteen. We say my uh, my thoughts and prayers. My heart goes out to COVID nineteen. Some shit like that. That was right. that was funny, and he probably won't be allowed back. Um, right." So we'll see, man. It's going to be crazy days with Trump's health. You know, it may deteriorate. It may not. Don't know. Too early to say. Don't know. Um, but back to Amy Coney Barrett. You, you had a question? Yeah. Um, so kind of devil's advocate um, questions because I know that the, the left was was heated about the fact that she was selected um, or that a Republican was selected or that a, that anyone was selected before the transference of power. Um, so I, you know, I, I kind of looked into who she was as a person and I, and my questions are to you, of course, this is your wheelhouse. So I know that you have a much greater depth and a much greater, um, grasp of why these things matter so much. So, um, but you know, maybe you could, this can help you frame how you teach the rest of us, why it's so yeah. important. Um, 
Amy Coney Barrett, what I, what I saw about her is, you know, she seems like the kind of person who you would want to be a Supreme Court justice based off these things I'm about to tell, tell you. And then I want you to, you know, tell me why these things don't even matter. Um, she has a Down syndrome kid, first in her graduating class, um, executive editor of the Law Review, and she has two black, black adopted kids. So a person, a lay person who's just standing back and, you know, isn't caught up in the day-to-day of what Supreme Court justices do or lawyers at all do would look at this person and say, well, this is probably a person who has empathy, who um, has experienced different perspectives as it comes to the way people see life and um, experience life. Obviously very intelligent and um, has many accolades to show that she's done the hard work to be top in her class and editor of the law review. So my question then is why is this person not, if not the best, but at least a great person for the job? Everything you said was about the same thing that Merrick Garland had. And the Republicans did not allow Merrick Garland to uh, go up for a vote because they said that even though it was uh, February where his name was put forward, that the American people should decide by being the next president who should pick his seat. We're in the same situation. You had people like Senator Lindsey Graham. I'm going to get to your question, but I'll get to the first instance is why this is a problem. You had Senator McConnell and Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham specifically said, if this were to happen at the end of a Republican presidential uh, term, you know, we wouldn't do this. Mark my words. You can hold me to that. Well, not only are we uh, in the, almost at the end of, of Trump's presidential term, we're a month away from voting. And he didn't even wait for the body to get cold uh, because Trump, and you remember this at the, uh, the debate, Trump has already said that he's going to contest any vote in which he is, does not, is not the winner. And he admitted in the debate that it's important for there to be nine judges. Why? Because he believes that his pick is going to go his way. Right. And so from that perspective, now is not the time to have done this. Now, whether or not she should be his nominee, okay, fine, sure. You, you have a, a Republican president, you get a conservative nominee. That's how it fucking goes. But for them to try to jam this through before the election, that's a problem. And why is it a problem? Because um, Amy Coney Barrett has taken positions uh, counter to Roe v. Wade. Um, five four five four five four. That's how a lot of things have been coming down. Was some surprising five fours by uh, the Chief Justice. Six three. Six three. Is what you would likely have on most things that go there that go to the Supreme Court now, and if Roe v. Wade was going to be a close call. Amy Coney Barrett has has refused to state one way or another whether or not she would overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, even though there's a thing called stare decisis in the Supreme Court, meaning they don't like to overrule themselves. Uh, so the fear is that she's going to be the vote they need to overturn Roe v. Wade, which would be terrible for women's rights. The other thing that's before the Supreme Court right now is the Affordable Care Act. 
And there is a fear, rightfully so, that Amy Coney Barrett will be swayed by the other conservative members to invalidate the Affordable Care Act. So those are two big things, two big reasons why this is very, you know, this is causing a lot of problems for people who are right or center, I'm sorry, uh, center or center left. Because the healthcare issue that's currently pending is going to be argued, I think, some point in November. And then Roe v. Wade, which is going to come up, uh, she's going to not go in favor of it. That's not. And why am I saying that with such confidence? Uh, she's a very religious person. B, did you pick it up in your research? I did. In fact, her and her husband are part of some some group of super Christians. I can't remember the name of their evangelicals, not, not just evangelicals. Yeah. They have a name though. There's like a, there's a sect of them that are evangelicals, but then they're super hyper. Like they're just really, I can't, damn it. If, if I told you the name, you're like, Oh yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely going for, for uh, against Roe, Roe, Roe v. Wade. So, and be, you know, credentials are credentials. If you look at Attorney General William Barr, he's got impressive credentials, but he's he's been he's he's done so much to undermine law in this country in the last year. So just because someone is qualified in a political realm, in a rights deciding realm, doesn't necessarily mean you want them deciding rights. Um, just because somebody you know adopts children, I mean that's great, that's wonderful. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to always get to the right decision. Everything that people do is from their lens. Well, see, but that's think- that, that's what that's where my that's where I that's where you and I have our our problem, though. It's because I'm not saying that I disagree with Roe v. Wade, but what I'm saying is that there has to be allowed disagreement. A Supreme Court justice should have the right to choose against something that you stand for, whether or not you like that or not. And that should be part of the process. And we, I think that if we're going to do this, we have to do it fairly. And if, if that means that Roe v. Wade gets overturned, it's because it was voted that way, not because there was some sinister plan to piss you off. But just- All right, well, well, let's, put, let's full stop there. Okay. So I think you're, over, you're just brushing over what happened to Merrick Garland in President Obama's last term. Okay. The Senate said, we will not vote on him. We're in the last year of our presidency. The American people should decide. Was that a Republican Senate at the time? Yes, a Republican Senate. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham went on TV and says, this is, you know, if, if there's a Republican president and a seat comes up, because you don't necessarily know right. when a judge is going to die. Right. Then you mark my words, we'll stick to this. And you can hold me to that. Right. We're in the middle of an election year. Yep. Election a couple of months, actually, not even a year. So, so they're not going to do that. So, what does that mean, B? It means that that not only they lie, but it means that they've gotten an extra pick. Why is this important? Because the extra pick um, is going to affect the country. Well past me and you being able to, to, to eat, you know, solid foods. Right. So the so what, the why is this important? Amy Coney Barrett is not very old. I mean, she's older than, than me, but she's not very old. And, and the people, so essentially the culture, the society, the way the country's moving is not necessarily in line with the conservative court. 
And so when you put this extra justice that you were not supposed to have, so if Merrick Garland had been in, then we would still have a 5-4. It wouldn't be 6-3 right. one way or the other. Right. And the 5-4, in my opinion, if you're going to have nine, the 5-4 allows for that justice that you like, that person who's right or center, who's center right or right, just or center or center right, it gives that judge uh, an opportunity. Well, let me see here. Let me really evaluate what's going on before I, you know, let me see. Both sides have, in other words, you know, to come to a reasonable conclusion. But when you've got six one way, six conservative, then, you know, it's, it makes it tougher to get there. Because, right. uh, and so that there are consequences for the country long term. Even if Trump gets beat and all this bullshit about fighting the election, he, he leaves, that's squared out. That's not going to change the fact that he got three appointments when maybe he should only had two. So then my next question comes to you, Kunta, is that do you feel like the uh, appointed people are not objective and therefore the Supreme Court has never been objective? It's 50-50. 50-50, what do you mean? They can go either way. Right, but what, do you, but I, what I'm saying is, in your opinion, it sounds like what you're saying is, is that if the Supreme Court justices are stacked six to three, then the left is never going to get their, their side or their perspective respected in any decision that's made by a 6-3. Um, 100%. Okay. 100%. So, so let, me, let, me, let me clarify. So in, okay. the, his, in the modern history of, of, of putting on Supreme Court justices, it's been only the conservative justices that have kind of changed from what they've normally done to maybe more left-leaning. So in other words, the, as you, I don't like using this word, but the liberal justices that put on, they don't normally change. They normally go the way that a liberal uh, leaning or right of center, per, I mean, left of center person would think. Right. Whereas we've been surprised by certain conservative judges picking certain issues to break left. Okay. Sounds but like, now the, sounds the, like the, the conservative judges are a little more fair than where they're, how they're supposed to be in the Supreme Court seat. But that now that's not the case. Now the balance the balance has been altered. Yes, because they've stolen an extra appointment. And I, I literally do mean stolen, because as a senator you can't say, "Well, you know, now is not the time. We're gonna let the American people decide." And you were over a year away. Yeah, but from the that's election. one. That's one senator. He doesn't make the rules. He's just one guy. That's that's oh, not no, the way. No, it was no, set no, up. no, B, no, B, no, B. Mitch McConnell, the head of the Senate, what he says go the majority leader. That's not how that works. No, what I'm saying is the people who put those rules in place were not him. He's just a dude who said that. That's not the way the rules went. The rules were that, and correct me if I'm wrong, the rules were that whoever's the sitting president appoints the Supreme Court justice, regardless of time. That was something that he said because he didn't want to get the, let the, the liberal guy in. That was just, that was just um, WWE. I'm talking about the actual rules, the letter of the law. Letter of the law, from what I understand, is that the president appoints Supreme Court justice, regardless of if it's the last day of his presidency, he still has the ability to appoint that person. I'm not talking about but what the guy said. they blocked that, B. I know, I, and the Democrats allowed them to. That's no, no, I'm no, saying. no, no. There's no allowed to. Either you have the majority or you don't. Exactly. So Mitch McConnell said, "We're this is what we do in this situation." Right. Period. The end. But he, but now we're in the same situation. We're now in this. No, now we're in the same situation, and he's saying, "Oh, well, this is what I'm going to do now." 
Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying, and it's wrong both times. But it's still not the rule. It's not the law. It's just what this guy said. And because he's because the 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 uh, Senate is majority conservative, he got away with it. But but what I'm but what I'm I'm looking more along the lines of is if we're gonna if we're gonna do this thing right, somebody has to say, well, these are the rules, and we're gonna have to follow the rules. So I know that this time you're saying stolen. And I'm saying, no, actually, this time wasn't stolen. This time is actually right. It was the last time that it was stolen, the, the Garland guy. That was, that was the stolen one, not this one. This one is the one that's correct. That one was the, the one that they messed up on, and that's the one that should be keyed in on. However, it's too late now because Obama's no longer president. Now Trump is. I need, I need clarification because I don't think a lot of people understand exactly what the Supreme Court does. And let me, let me give you a quick, a quick overview and you tell me if I'm even close. What I think of the Supreme Court is not necessarily like um, they, they hear cases and you know, plaintiff and a defendant, but it's more along the lines of they decide whether things are constitutional or not. They, they balance whatever the claim is or whatever the idea is against the Constitution to prove or disprove or deny or approve whether it's constitutionally sound. Is that what the Supreme Court justice does? So you're 90% right. In every case, there's a plaintiff or defendant. But, okay. um, but other the rest of the things you said, yes. And to break it down uh, a little bit, you know, make it even more simpler. The three branches of government, the uh, the uh, executive branch is the president. He is the law enforcer. So he's supposed to be. The legislative branch create the laws. Or so they're supposed to. The judicial branch, which is the Supreme Court, interprets the law and, the con- and compares those laws with, they're interpreting it against the Constitution. Is this thing right. you made constitutional? And, and, and there's checks on each of those. Right. If you want something to be constitutional or something to, to be applicable, you just change the law. Supreme Court interprets the law. You, the legislative, uh, legislative branch creates law. The president is supposed to enforce the law. Yeah. And in between that, there are all sorts of checks and balances. Right. Uh, it, all of it only works if it's not overly partisan one way or another. All of it only works if it's supposed to, if people are have independent thought, to be honest. Well, that's why I asked, because I think that the, um, the magnitude of what Supreme Court justices do, um, it's, it's lost on most people. They don't, they don't, they don't recognize that this is, we have a piece of paper, the constitution that is supposed to speak and be for all Americans. However, depending on how it's interpreted, that could be true or false. And that's why Supreme Court justices are important. Right. So Roe v. Wade is somewhat interpreted as a human right. And so if that is challenged, uh, if that is challenged and this challenge is successful, then that means likely that some states will be able to say, you can't get your abortion here. And that will go back to the way things used to be, which is if you you need... uh, certain services you have to travel to a state that would allow that most people are too young to remember hangers and alleyways and another thing is there some states may be allowed to prosecute you if you did that so it's it's that's all kinds of bad whether or not you like it or you don't like it that's how it's been and a lot of people you know depend on having access to these services 
Most of the Western world view this as a, as a human right, even Israel. Um, why do I say even Israel? Because Israel is, is the center point of the big three major religions, uh, uh, Judaism, Christianity, and, and Islam. Um, so, Affordable Health Care Act, they can determine that that's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional for the federal government to to uh, require uh, individuals or the state to, to, you know, purchase or have this, have this, uh, this health care plan. Because one of the things the Affordable Care Act does, I think there's a punitive part of it. If you don't have health care. Right. They mandate you yeah. to get health care. Right. You know, the court can decide that that mandate is unconstitutional. So issues are, uh, issues decided on by the Supreme Court normally nine times out of 10 affect all of us. And if not all of us, large portions of us. And the, the rulings reverberate years, decades, generations. Um, the Supreme Court has done things that were not expected. Brown v. Board, Brown v. Board of Education. Desegregating schools. That was not how the Supreme Court was expected to go, what they did. Um, but that was a time when people used independent thought. And Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and eventually uh, Coney Barrett, I don't believe will exercise nonpartisan independent thought. Maybe. Is there a reason? Is there a reason other than tradition that we don't just vote for Supreme Court justices? Why does the president have to pick them? Is that just constitution, tradition? man? No, it's constitutional. That's how the constitution is drawn up. Um, the checks and balances system. Uh, it's checks and balances system. Uh, at some point, they you know they decided that the the check on the Supreme Court was giving the president the ability to put who's on there. But here's the thing. The Constitution doesn't say how many there have to be. Ah. Uh, so that's when Tomas. One of the, the things court. that Joe Biden one of the things Joe Biden didn't answer and that had Trump not been fucking ridiculous with his behavior and his non denouncing of white supremacy, one of the things they could have got Uncle Joe on. He did not answer the question about extending the court. Stacking and the, the court, reason yeah. why is because people like me cannot forgive the stolen seat because we understand too much what it means for generations. The Supreme Court must be expanded. It must to be in line with where the country is going. My daughters, your daughters, should not be uh, saddled with an older way of thinking that's not in line with where most of the country is. So it must be, in my opinion, it must be expanded by one or two. The only way to do that will require the Democrats to win the Senate, the House, and the presidency. But the scales have been tipped inappropriately because of the stolen seat. So that's what I think about it. I know a lot of people are thinking about that on the Democratic side. Uh, Before this happened, it was unthinkable. Unthinkable. Not even a fringe idea. No, that's not true. Um, Pete Buttigieg, last year, uh, made this statement, but it kind of was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's crazy. This is kind of the way uh, healthcare for all was thought of. Oh, yeah, 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 that's crazy. Get out of here. 
So Chuck Schumer, the uh, Democratic Minority Leader, said that all options are on the table. And all options should be on the table. That's another reason why this vote is so important. If you, if the Democrats do not win the House, I mean, and the Senate, and the presidency, um, this country's going to go in a direction that that people under me, you're not, you and my age, just don't want it to go. Yeah. And that's just that's just facts. I mean, me and you make all kinds of jokes about shit that we just think is funny, and but we're not. We're not in step with the generation. That we're not in step with that. So, say all that to say this is that this election is very important. Please go vote. Recognize your vote is going to be uh, obstructed. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has pulled out uh, drop-off boxes for mail-in ballots. He is now only allowing one box per county. Harris County, where Houston is, has million as was a couple you know, can't even fathom how big Houston is it's, it's huge second, second or third largest city in America third I think and Harris County is bigger than Houston Harris County has Houston in it one drop box yeah why because Trump has said and said one of the things Trump does if I say it enough times if I say it enough times it doesn't fucking matter if it's true or not so he said, uh, voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud, mail-in fraud, mail-in fraud, ballot fraud. It's not true. There are no facts to support this. But he's getting his allies to parrot the message. And that's why Abbott has pulled out uh, or limited these drop-offs because he's putting forth Trump's message of, well, you can't trust. You can't trust uh, mail-in voting. Why? Because you can't trust it. Why? Because, you know, like you said, the debate, you know, they're somewhere in a creek. What was in a creek? Didn't have any details. Somewhere in a wastebasket. A wastebasket? Okay. Where? When? So you must vote. You must understand it's not going to be easy to vote. And the reason why you must vote is because. So much is at stake that's going to affect your life. If Trump gets another four years, this is not hyperbole. Hyperbole at all. What kind of country do you think we'll have? Legit question. What do you think, B? Sadly, I, I hate both of the candidates. Um, I think that the best the best decision for me right now is to kick that can down the road a little further and hope that we can figure it out in the next four years. So that means that um, if I have to vote for Biden just to get the can down the road, then that's what we'll have to do. Well, I'm going to go on record. Biden is not the candidate I wanted. Or any of us wanted, but that's what I'm saying. It's really just a, it's a stopgap. It's, it's a defensive mechanism. So, hey, man, yeah, shit was fucked up five years ago. But shit's crazy now. Let's go back to shit's fucked up and start working on that. Shit right now is crazy. Let's go back to shit's fucked up and work on that. 
But this whole crazy aiming rule shit, no, we can't do that. This whole crazy, you know, military foreign policy uh, from the hip or foreign policy from Moscow, we can't do that shit. Oh, boy. Fuck you, Odell. You got son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, folks. That's okay. I, that, that's why I say kick their can down the road a little further. I don't uh, think... I don't think it's funny you said that shit. He's kicking the ball in the end zone like a <laughs> soccer ball. Uh, at Montoya's in our Slack room. Uh, shout out to the Shoot from the Hip show. At Montoya's just put in the Slack room. Anybody else's team zero and four? And I just put the little sideways eyes because we're... <laughs> mine, mine is fucking well being shit. We're going to be that probably being... tomorrow, so... <laughs> Who the fuck gets beat by the Browns at uh, home? Who, what is that? How does that shit happen? We got beat by the Bears. Well, you got well, Nick Foles, man. Yeah, but he wasn't the quarterback that started. Hey, he closed the show. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker is waving bye bye to the fans or the screen. <laughs> oh shitty ass Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, All right, man. So back to what I was saying. You know, at the end of the day, you got to vote. You got to have your voice heard. If you don't make your voice heard, the only way to do that is by voting. If you don't do that, then don't complain when you know it gets worse than it is. But be. Let's end on a on a somber note. Uh, oh, let's yeah. all <laughs> let's all just you know be you and everyone out there that's so inclined. Just you know keep uh, President Trump uplifted in prayer. And uh, as I said earlier, I'm going to stand back and stand and stand by, and we'll see how this thing goes. And next week's show, can't wait to see what one on one looks like. Will Donnie Boy make a full recovery? Will this thing go sideways more? I don't know. Either way, thank you for rocking with us. Hundred deep, hundred deep into this thing. Can't believe myself. Thank you, B. My my right hand man, fifty grand. We're gonna do this thing until the wheels will fall off. No matter what happens, where we are, till the aliens come, and even then, still gonna be black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white.